All right, hey everybody, welcome back to Malaprops and Moxie. We've got another episode for you in the era of COVID-19 pandemic. Um, I'm trying to bring you episodes every week just with topics that are relevant to the times. And I have a really good friend who I've known for a number of years, and she is a flight attendant um, with an airline. She's going to introduce herself to y'all. So Charlotte, please tell everyone who you are, what you do. Um, yeah, anything else you want to share about, about your life right now? <laughs> All right. Hey. Hey, Taylor. And everybody, I am Charlotte. I, yeah, I've i known Taylor for like probably over 10 years and we've been good friends for a long time. I'm currently a Delta flight attendant based in New York. I, um, I just finished training about a month ago, actually. I was working for another airline before. And so that makes my airline industry career about almost two years um, in the making. And I made the switch over to Delta to, you know, work for bigger bigger, better company with more opportunities and was lucky enough to be in the first training class of the year. And since everything that's happened, they've suspended all sorts of training. So I am super grateful to have a job and to have the experience so far, even though it's not what any of us would have portrayed. Um, I just, it's, it's weird now thinking back to my training um, in January watching the news and watching this COVID-19 in China and now spreading to Italy. And now it's in the U S and I am seeing the effects of it every single day. It's, it's pretty devastating, but yeah. um, I'm grateful to have a job at the moment. That's the biggest thing. I didn't know that you switched airlines. That was new news to yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. I, guess I just see you in uniform and just assume like, Oh, she's still floating around. And are you yeah. specifically domestic or do you do international or were you doing international international? <laughs> I am. I'm trained for everything except for what's called like a purse or like a lead on an international flight that takes special training, but straight out of training, I could have, you know, done an international trip, but I haven't, I haven't had the opportunity yet, which is fine with me. Yeah. I like doing domestic. Um, it sucks because I would love to go to Amsterdam and see my sister, but haven't quite made it there yet. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you get done with training with this new job, but you already know what you're doing obviously, because you've been flying for a mm -hmm. while. So yeah. walk us through like what flights look like nowadays. Like it is currently the end of March We've been going through this mm -hmm. for a while. So maybe give us a day in the life real quick. Yeah. So a day in the life, every single day is different for being a flight attendant. And that's what I love the most about the job is that I can have a different wake up call. I can go to a different city. I can fly a different leg every single day. It's never the same thing. So a typical day, you know, I get up maybe two hours before my report time, which is an hour before departure time. So I have to be at the airport an hour prior to, and I live really close to JFK. I just walk to the air train, which is the public transportation that takes you. I don't ever use public transport besides that. Um, it's, I'm super convenient and close. And I, per, me personally, I prefer early morning. So I like to be at the airport 5 a.m. Good for you, girl. Fly, <laughs> yeah, two or three legs and then, you know, get into a city early and have time to go get dinner and then a normal sleep. Getting up in the evening, it, it, it doesn't work well for me because I get all thrown out of whack. But typically, and a day for flight is going to be either one, two, or three, four, or four legs a day. So I can fly to essentially four different cities in one day. I prefer to do two or three. One is almost too few. Four is too many. Mm -hmm. um, and I usually am working with either two other flight attendants or up to five other flight attendants, depending on the size of the aircraft. Typically, the aircrafts I've been flying in the past month, I've been working with two other people. So it's a three-man crew. 
and I've been doing a lot of domestic that's on the East Coast or Midwest. I have gone to the West Coast a couple of times, but it's just really centrally located, no more than three hours. Um, and, you know, typically everyone's flown on a plane. I'm serving drinks. I'm performing safety duties. I'm talking to people. It is such a fun job. Like, I don't take the job home with me every day, which yeah. is so great. I leave it at the airport, and then I meet it at the airport again. So nice. But, yeah, but since everything, I did say in the past, like, two weeks, things have really kind of hit the fan. Mm-hmm. Like, people stop showing up for flights, mm. or flights have been getting canceled. Like, for instance, yesterday, um, I was off yesterday. I was supposed to work today. I got canceled. I got reassigned. I got canceled. And then I just told them, hey, I'm not working today. Like, yeah. I, I'm done done with the T's. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, that's I, for me the most frustrating. This thing. morning, um, so I was supposed to go to Canada on Delta tomorrow. Oh yeah. Um, and I canceled my flight because that's what they're encouraging us to do, obviously. And then like we'll get the voucher or whatever later on. Um, mm-hmm. But my notif- my app still pushed the notification to check in, and it yeah. was like such a tease. I'm like, oh, thank <laughs> you for reminding me that I cannot get on a plane tomorrow and go to Canada. Right. <laughs> I totally feel that because I do the same when I'm commuting. If I change my commuting flight, it'll still still tell me. I'm like, nope, I'm not on that flight. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's the biggest thing. I mean, uh, I flew from Salt Lake City to Atlanta earlier this week on an Airbus 330. And that's a a wide body aircraft that they usually use on domestic markets. And Mm -hmm. they're putting a lot of wide body aircrafts on, on, well, they usually use them on international markets. And so they've been using them on domestic markets to get them in place for other flights and specifically Salt Lake or their Hawaii flights. So I'm on this huge plane having so much fun. That's where you saw the video from. Yeah. But that plane holds like almost 300 people and there were 40 passengers. And and most of them were Mormon because coming in and out of Salt Lake, they're still doing missions and they're still having to get to and and from. So it's just been really boring because we're not doing service. So like, yeah, you're on the plane. Do you do do you guys have to space out people like a certain amount of seats or does the passengers still choose where they sit? Like, how does that process work? For the most part, they're still choosing where they want to sit. And when they do ask, Hey, can I move? Uh, We're like, absolutely. We encourage them to technically we're supposed to move three rows, but weight and balance is issues. Right. But for the most part, we're just like, sit wherever you feel comfortable because we're not going to be sitting near you either. So we want the distance as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So you literally have to like do your boarding process and then just sit because you're not doing beverage mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. Not even yeah, first class. Water bottles. Not even first class. We walk through with water bottles. We walk through with a snack and that is about four and a half minutes and then that's it. And then we've got like two hours and 45 minutes until we're to Atlanta. That was my, when I looked at my timer, I was like, cool. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so are the airlines like, are they discouraging y'all from wearing like protective gear and whatnot to like not scare passengers? Like what has that been like? No, we have permission to wear gloves and we have permission to wear masks if we need to, but mm-hmm. there is a disclaimer in all our emails that the CDT doesn't suggest us wearing masks, but gloves are encouraged. So okay. they are giving us extra gloves. They're giving us extra wipes. Um, the, the airplanes for me smell really clean because they are getting this like very detailed 19 step process for right. cleaning. So I can tell they're clean. Other people still might come in and wipe down their seats. And I fully encourage that. Yeah. Um, but I feel like my work environment is very clean. What right is now, the cleaning is process? Awesome. Do you know what they do for cleaning? I don't know. All they tell us it's like a 19 step and then anything that's coming in from international and now anything that remains overnight. So any aircraft that is overnight in 
an airport is getting this fogging process. Oh. I don't know. You'll have to YouTube it because I'm not 100% sure what it means, but <laughs> it's some sort of fogging thing that clears the air and gets rid of any kind of contamination that might be on the seats. That's nice. So are there, yeah. is the like wives tale rumor, whatever true that like when somebody coughs, it like goes up into the vents and like pushes out. Like, is that, you know, you always see those like things on the internet of the particles. No, I would say the, yeah, the, the circulation system on the aircraft is really clean and very, very engineered to have clean air. It just might be dry. Like yeah. my nose has been so dry lately um, just because of the change in season and being on aircraft so much, but no, I, I don't fear there being particles, you know, yeah, floating in the air because yeah. I have the confidence in the in the air systems. That's good. It, they must have like yeah. HEPA filters and all those like intense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, they've yeah. got all sorts of names for them. And a lot of times when mechanicals happen, it's because the, the, the air filtration system is having a fault um, mm-hmm. that I've found that a lot of mechanicals are due to that. So they are constantly replacing them and yeah. maintenance in them. That's good. So are you... Yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier, like, you're not really sure how much longer you're going to be doing this. Like, what is, what's causing that kind of decision process? And like, you know, where, where is that coming from? Yeah. So like all month long, I've been just thankful that I have my health and I'm young and I'm single. So that's been my pusher to just keep working, doing what I absolutely love and don't want to do anything else right now. So that's been for me and they've uh, Delta and all other, um, Airlines have been offering unpaid leave with incentives and I'm not taking any, but just in the past, like 48 hours, I've really started to reconsider it just because all of my trips for next month are pretty much canceled at this Mm. point, but they're still on my schedule. So I don't know what I'm going to be working or if I'm going to be working and if I'm not going to be working, I'd rather be at home in Charlotte. Um, so that's my biggest thing. I'm living in a crash pad with uh, 12 other flight attendants and we're all mm. kind of going through the same thing, but I am fortunate enough to have a place that I can go to in Charlotte and I'm really starting to reconsider and maybe taking that leave and just going home. Yeah. Yeah. You, your family has such a beautiful like thing going at home. I can, I can imagine like you sitting in this like crash pad, like you mentioned, and then like, I'm seeing what they're doing at Renfro of like mm-hmm. feeding the chickens and plowing the fields and like selling honey like that. Oh, I totally 100% get where you're coming from but then it's like my income like do can I get a job once this comes back but if I guess my question would be if you are the airlines like they're offering you unpaid leave with incentives does that mean your job is guaranteed when this is over like are they promising you that yeah the job's guaranteed I've read over all of the fine print the job will still be there um and I am able to apply for unemployment um since I, that's a new change that's recent that we can mm-hmm. all apply for unemployment. And because technically I work in New York, I'll get whatever that New York rate is. I don't know what that is, but it's probably more than hundred percent. So yeah, yeah uh, that's what also I'm like, the only real expenses I need to maintain are, yeah, I need to eat and my healthcare and then my living situation up here in New York, I don't want to give up because yeah. it's pretty good um, that I want to be able to come back to. Right. So yeah. With the support from my parents, I'm confident I can make a decision and we'll see. I, yeah. I just got to figure that out. <laughs> oh my gosh. So when is your next flight that you know of? Do, are you scheduled right now? Um, I was supposed to have one tomorrow mm-hmm. and I just got a call that the first let, well, it was supposed to be three legs. I was supposed to do a turn to Boston. So I was work JFK to Boston, back to JFK and then work a leg to Charlotte. And I picked up this trip because it was a 26 hour layover. Oh my God. Perfect. 
right? Yeah. And so yesterday I got the notification that the Boston turn had been canceled, which I was counting on. And then this morning I got the, the notification that the Charlotte leg had gotten canceled. Aww. So there goes my layover. Um, so tomorrow I don't have anything on my schedule because I opted not to. And then um, I'm supposed to what we call deadhead. So that's essentially Delta putting a working employee in a, a, a seat and getting them to a different airport to then pick up and support the operation. So uh, okay. I'm still getting paid as if I work that leg, even though I'm not working that leg. It's just they need to transport me and my crew to another airport to then pick up. So that's what I'm doing tomorrow as of right now. We deadheaded to Charlotte. I have to sit in the airport for four hours, which isn't horrible. Yeah. It is what it is. Sit on them rocking chairs. <laughs> the rocking chairs, exactly. And then I'll work to Atlanta, and then I will deadhead from Atlanta back to JFK. Um, that's the plan right now. I not confident it's going to follow right. through um just because anything that i've tried to work in the past about three days has just been all over the place and changed and it's just getting a little discouraging because yeah the loads for these flights are you know planes can hold 110 people or right. more and they're eight people on yeah the flight and most of those eight people aren't going to show up so it'll probably just be four or five and then a bunch of airline employees that are Kitchen a ride. Jeez. That's it. Are you finding so, that the people who are actually flying are they are they people who are like f this coronavirus I don't care or are they people who are like down to the last wire like I need to get somewhere and I I just am going to risk it like what has been the attitude I guess of the passengers? I would say since this weekend that's the attitude of this finally just kind of weeded out and it's essential travel. Mm-hmm. Um, but last week. I was not confident that most of those people traveling were essential travel. I'm like, if you need to, you know, be wheeled through an airport on a, in a wheelchair, I'm sure they have a reason to travel, but for my perception of it, I don't know what's essential about it. If you're leaving your home or maybe you are actually going to your home, I don't know what the purpose is. Or, I mean, even, even kids, I mean, I understand kids aren't in school, but why are they traveling with their parents right. to certain places? Right. Because they can't go on vacation or are they going to see loved ones. It, it, I mean, I don't really get into it. I don't ask people why they're yeah. traveling. Or That's got to be frustrating because you're sitting there like watching it all go down, meaning thinking, I would mm-hmm. totally 100%. If this was me and I was on a flight like working it, I'd be like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? You need to go home. <laughs> I know. You would, you would get into the nitty gritty. Totally <laughs> judging. I know. I'm so bad. <laughs> You would talk, but I'm just like, I keep my mouth shut and I just go sit in my seat and then <laughs> that's about it. But, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I had a question about, oh, so I don't know if you know this cause I know you're not part of mm-hmm. like the top, top of the airlines, but like everybody's like flights are so cheap right now. Da, 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 da. Are they going to like blow up prices when this is over and people can fly again? Or like, what do you know what that strategy is going to be? I'm so curious. I'm so curious, too, because I don't know. Yeah, because I've seen cheap, cheap fares. I mean, JetBlue had, like, $18 flights from Boston to Fort Lauderdale, and that's unheard of. Or, yeah, to get a round-trip ticket to Atlanta from JFK is, like, $95 right now, which is the cheapest I've ever seen it. But I don't know what kind of pricing strategy that is, or maybe just because the computer sees that there's no demand, it makes the the prices cheaper. Mm -hmm. Like the robo-calculators. Yeah, that's what I've always suspected is how it's calculated. Um, but I know people will get back to travel, and I'm pretty sure people will pay whatever they can to get back to travel in, you know, a few that's months' true. time. I'm hoping. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm hoping people can fill the seats again. Heck, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think with flying being, like, 
the way that we get around, there's got to be, hopefully there will be a balance. Like it'll be enough for the airlines Mm -hmm. to function, but it'll still be affordable for Americans and everyone can just go about their merry way or else traffic is going to be not fun (laughs) on the highways. Exactly. Cause Yeah. yeah, I mean, all those business travelers, I mean, that's what Delta carries a lot of our business travelers and those people aren't sitting in our seats anymore. And I'm like, Oh, that's frustrating for me. Cause I know if business travelers aren't traveling, cause that's like their whole right. job, their whole lifestyle, especially uh, certain routes like Detroit to Dallas. I've done a couple of times and it's all business travelers and yeah. those flights are empty now. And I'm yeah. like, uh, I just want the people back on the aircraft. But, right. Do you ever have regulars like people you see? I know you can't really control your turns and legs and shifts and all that, but like, do you ever see people where you're like, oh, my God, hey, Tayflo, good to see you again. <laughs> Funny, funnily enough, that has happened before. Um, not not with Delta. It happened with JetBlue a couple of occasions. Um, and I'm sure it happens a lot with business travelers mm-hmm. who do certain routes because some of those routes, you know, regular flight attendants, when you have seniority, you're able to hold certain ones. Uh, I'm confident people see people often, but that has happened to me. I uh one, I think it was in September, I worked two different San Jose, California trips. They were completely different separate trips. They were like a week apart. And I flew this couple to from San Jose to JFK. And they were in my section. I remembered what they drank and everything. They were yeah. really friendly. And then the next week, they get on the aircraft. And I'm the lead at the front of the plane, yeah. welcoming people on. We were going back to San Jose. And there they were. And I was like, this is really weird. <laughs> hey, guys. And they were like, we know you. Yeah. <laughs> It was so funny. We had the biggest laugh about it. And, and I, they just come to New York on vacation. And I was like, well, I'm trying to go to California. Yeah, right. I really like that hotel that we stay at. And the breakfast is really good. So that's why I keep going to San Jose. <laughs> but it, it was really funny. And, it, and it's happened a couple of their times. But that's the one that always sticks out to me the most because they were really friendly. And they were just, yeah, going on vacation and just having a good time. And they ordered tonic water and pineapple juice like uh, i still remember yummy that sounds good i need to do that right? on a plane oh my gosh i um okay so that to me made me smile so like in these last couple <laughs> weeks have you had any positive things happen like has anything kind of warmed your heart amongst this kind of stressful crazy time that's a great question it's funny now that i'm thinking about it in about the past week i haven't really interacted with many customers because we haven't had the resources to or the you know we, we don't do service and I don't know this whole the media is really discouraging inter- interaction so we kind of mm-hmm. take that into our own hands too mm-hmm. but I mean working with certain crews and certain pilots I've had awesome people that we're working with the past month past week it's it's been really great and just I, I feel like from the whole my whole side of it the, the pilots are the most optimistic about that this industry will will overcome this and we'll have a comeback that's good Um, and to hear that from the pilots it's it's good for us because i mean we're just like we don't really know we just show up but yeah it i've had some really great people to work with lately that's good that like makes the biggest Mm -hmm. difference when the people that you're in with Mm -hmm. the most are the are encouraging and giving you positive vibes that's that's nice yeah question Mm -hmm. pilot pete does he work for delta he does have you flown Um, with him (laughs) I have not. Um, I don't know what kind of aircraft he flies, but when I was in training, rumor has it, he was in the training center one of those days. Um, so I was there for six weeks, but one of those days he was there um, getting his recurrent training. Rumor has it. But, oh, uh, I, I just know. really <laughs> want to know who he's dating right now because there have been so many rumors about that kid. 
Goodness right? gracious. Oh my gosh. Well, if you if you end up flying with him, you better take a selfie and I'm going to be I'll looking for know. that. You'll yes. be the first person to know. <laughs> Straight up hardcore bachelor fan right here. <laughs> okay, well, let's um let's wrap it up a little bit. Is there any is there anything you want to like share with people as far as like advice or tips if they are choosing to fly or like what they can do to help you guys as the flight attendants? Like what, what do you want to leave the, the people with? People with, well, <laughs> just be nice to your flight attendants. Cause a lot of them um, are leaving family behind like me. I haven't seen my family in over two weeks and mm. I don't know the next time I'll see them um, just because I love my job so much. And I want to be out there. It's kind of like your grocery store workers, like just be nice to them because they might not want to be there, but they see it as a, it, it's an essential job and they have to be like, uh, I'm considered an essential employee because no one could perform the safety duties on an aircraft if I was not there. Like right. the plane can't go if we're not there. Um, I don't know. Just continue to be nice. Um, sometimes the frustrations and troubles that people can take their anger or frustrations out on the flight attendants and everything is out of my hands. Yeah. Boarding time, delays. I just am going with the flow. Right. But um, you're for the getting... most part, people have... Sorry, yeah, I was just going to say you're getting time. delayed too, yeah. right? Like you're, you're. Yes, I'm getting inconvenienced so much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with most people. But um, yeah, for the most part, people have been really kind lately. It's just, yeah, I haven't really talked to people as I normally would have um, yeah. on a normal day. But yeah, like my mom said, she went to the grocery store and she had the nicest interaction with the girl behind the register because my mom you know, stood behind the plexiglass and that girl goes, you're the first person in four days to, to stand behind the plexiglass and not over to the side where there's no plexiglass. Oh, like, wow. Thank you for taking your safety as important as mine. Yeah. And my mom was like, you've been doing this for four days and I'm the first person to do this. Like, yeah. yeah. It's just being considerate of others um, in this time that, you know, we just need to be more so than ever. Yeah. yeah. People aren't, it's like you would think by now people have thought through this process and like how they can shift and humans are so stuck in their ways. It is yeah. Kind of sad. And I find the same for me too. And it's, it's yeah. hard just to like click into this new reality. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, I get it. Okay. <laughs> so tell us if you, if people want to follow you in your journey, whether oh you're still working for Delta or not, <laughs> where can they find you? <laughs> I am, I would probably say I'm not super, super active on social media, but I'm the most active on Instagram and my handle or whatever is clt as in the airport code for charlotte clt from clt so charlotte from charlotte that's where you can find me <laughs> i love it yeah i the video you posted the other day was so cute are y'all are y'all doing more tiktoks and random things like that in your downtime uh my roommates do want to do it now that they saw that i did it with my crew they're like you have no excuse you have to do tiktoks with us now and i'm like okay okay <laughs> that was, was awesome really yeah yeah we were supposed to be boarding at that point, and we told the gate agent, like, ah, just send them down 10 minutes late. And she was like, okay, because there were 40 people. And we're yeah. like, we got something more important to do at the moment. Oh, my God. You can board 40 <laughs> people in five minutes, probably. Exactly. Yeah. Might as well have them sitting out at the, the gate and then on the plane staring yeah. at us. So. <laughs> Gosh. I love it. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to leave us with the malaprop of the day. Okay. And hopefully I can do this in a sentence that makes sense. Um, oh, gosh. Okay, so you're on a plane and you've boarded with your crew. What happens if they? Okay, hold on. I need to find. I need to figure out a better way to do this. <laughs> this is my problem. Every every episode, I'm always like, Duh. <laughs> I can't get it out. 
Okay. You're on a plane. You've boarded. Let's say someone – are are they testing your um temperatures when you when you get in? Like, what is – they're not? Okay. No, they're not. Dang it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I wish they were. I know. Honestly. Let's pretend like they are. So they test the temperature. Somebody's got, like, a 100-something degree – temperature and they decide to evaporate the plane what are you going to do what i'm going to do is i'm going to wait for delta to let me know what i need to do next i'm going to get off that plane and get as far away from that person as i can (laughs) do you you know how to evaporate a plane evaporate no i know how to evacuate there she is but but you knew what i meant right did yeah, you pick yeah, up on it? Yes. Okay. That to me, that's a successful malaprop because <laughs> when you use it in a sentence and somebody just like assumes you're, you mean the word that you thought, that's the perfect example. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Charlotte. Oh my gosh. Like, that is so fun. Oh my God. I'm glad that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Cause sometimes I'll say them and people just look at me like I'm crazy. Um, I love it. Okay. Well, thank you so, so much for sitting in your closet and speaking to me over Zoom. I really appreciate this. (laughs) And listen, if you end up, um, if you do end up getting time with your family, please tell them I said hello. And if anyone is out there and lives in Charlotte, North Carolina or Matthews or the greater Charlotte Metro, Renfro Farms in downtown Matthews, they are doing curbside pickup for like all of your planting needs. They have seeds, they have little saplings they have honey they have all they've got well they usually have chicks around this time but I don't think they're doing chicks this year or I, I don't think I, I don't know are we doing chicks I'm not I sure. don't know I, I haven't seen it on Instagram yeah okay well I think I think the chicks is still on the on the, the calendar so good we'll look forward to that but yeah go go to my sister's Instagram at Renfro Farms um and she's super super active on it yes so love me some Renfro awesome <laughs> yes all right well thank you everybody thank you Taylor for reaching out you know you see those memes that say like make sure to reach out to your your extroverted friends because they're hurting right now that you're who I think of when I see that meme. thank like, you oh my god poor Taylor like she's so used to being out there talking to people what is she doing right it's now? rough I Hanging mean this is this is keeping me like happy and I'm I'm actually on spring break this week so I'm having okay, to yeah. find way like I I normally I'd be like at restaurants and out at bars and like you know just like having drinks with friends and like gathering and now mm-hmm. I'm now I'm not so I appreciate yeah. the I appreciate the care and concern. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we will catch you next week. Thank you. This episode of Malaprops and Moxie was recorded at the Huga Coworking Podcast Studio. You can find them online at wearehuga.com, and that's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. The music was recorded and produced by Young Citizen. Thanks so much for listening, and don't forget to subscribe and write a review.